American author and acclaimed novelist Michael Chabon writes, when something you feared but knew to be impossible turns out to be true, when the world turns out to be far vaster, far more marvelous or malevolent than you ever dreamed, when you get proof that everything is connected to everything else, that everything you know is wrong, that you are both the center of the universe and a tiny speck sailing off its nethermost edge. This is what happened to Job. You see, our story ends today with Job in that he finally spoke with God last week after all the trial and tribulation he had experienced, all the evil and injustice that he had received. But it is today that he finally reconciles with God and understands that this is so much more than he could truly imagine. We saw last week that he, the light bulb might have turned on, but it was really flickering today. And he answers the Lord, and the same questions that he received last week from the Lord, he begins to answer them. <coughs> and he says, Lord, I know that you can do all things and that, your, that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Again, he was reminded that God's power is infinite and beyond his understanding and really not to be questioned. And so he goes through these couple of questions and he talks and he finally says, now my eye sees you and I repent. And that repent is different than some of the repent words that we hear from the, the Hebrew Bible. But this repent is talking about him changing his complete point of view, making that 180 and rejecting his previous view of God and changes his mind. And so Job is answering the, these questions to God and then all of a sudden he prays with his friends, prays for his friends, and the Lord says, you will be blessed. And it's almost too good to be true. It's almost like, and Job lived happily ever after, the end, right? He gets all of these magnificent riches. Someone said last night after the service, it's like he won the mega millions, right? He gets 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camel, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 donkeys. He has seven sons and three daughters. He has all these riches. People come from near and far and break bread with him and give him money and gold coins and gold rings. Yeah, it does sound like he won the lotto. I mean, when I was in the old city of Jerusalem, I was only offered a shekel and a camel for myself. You know, come on. And so you think about it. You think about those lotto winners, and sometimes their life doesn't turn out magical with all the money in the world, right? And I bet for Job, even though he has a new family and a new life, and he lives for, what, 140 more years and sees generation upon generation, yeah, there's probably some good times and all that. But I know, and you know, once you've experienced loss, your life is forever changed. 
You're not the same person that you were before. Sometimes that's good, and sometimes that is just so hurtful and so painful that it takes every day to have all of these wonderful things just to breathe, right? And so I would bet in that 140 years, there was times that Job thought back when he thought God was evil and God was putting upon him all this terrible stuff and the injustice of his life. Think back, one of my most favorite movies is The Green Mile. And if you've never seen it, you've got to go out and download it or something. I don't know how you really do it these days. You can't rent it. And so the story or the character that Tom Hanks plays, he too lives a long life, longer than it's supposed to because of an interaction that he had. And at the very end, someone said, well, hasn't it been great? You've lived this long life, longer than anyone could imagine. And he's just like, well, yeah, it has been great, but it also has been sad because I've seen everyone that I've loved go. I've seen people come and go through my life, and I'm still here, and it's the burden I have to carry. So maybe Job is still carrying that burden, even with all the blessings that God has given him. Now we transition to Bartimaeus, and in the same way, he too has seen what the Lord has provided because he's asked for this healing. He was doggedly persistent, even when people said he had no voice and he was not worthy. He kept calling for the Lord. And all he wanted was to see. He didn't ask for riches beyond his imagination. He didn't ask for anything else but to be able to see. And he knew that Jesus had the power of God in order to heal him. So when he is healed, and Jesus says, your faith has made you well, well, I wonder if Bartimaeus doubted again well, if my faith has made me well, why didn't this happen years ago? Why did I have to suffer and be tormented and be put aside for all this time? He went on to follow Jesus. He followed Jesus to Jerusalem and was part of that crowd that watched him die. But I wonder if he too, even after receiving the blessing of sight, thought about the pain and the hurt that he experienced when he didn't have any sight. Those seeds get planted deep inside of us and they're sometimes hard to remove and sometimes we can't and we just live with them. I think about a time when I was in New York City for seminary and I went to the Natural History Museum and there's a part of the planetarium where they have this thing called the Hayden Sphere, and they use it to show you the size of things. So if the sphere is the sun, then this over here, the size of a grapefruit, is the earth. And they, so they do all these different proportions. And finally, they get to a proportion where you are this little teeny tiny dot. And the sphere, I don't know, might be the universe. It might be who knows what it is. But I can't remember. But you're this little teeny tiny dot. 
And in that moment, I too, my life was blown up like Job's, and I thought, oh my goodness, I am so insignificant. If I'm just this pencil point in this giant world, how do I matter? And then I was reminded that I too am created and wonderfully made in the image of God and that I'm a beloved child of God and nothing can take that away from me. So even when I can feel so less, I can feel even greater being more because of my faith in God. And I think Job and Bartimaeus go back on that same continuum of insignificance and greatness because of their faith, because in the which and way they live. Faith is about that, about going back and forth. Yes, we could be dogged in our determination and say, this is how it's supposed to be all the time. But there's not a lot of grace in that. There's not a lot of opportunity to doubt and to challenge and to struggle and to live in this moment that God creates for us. Our psalmist writes, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me out of all my terror. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are they who trust in him. That's what faith is about, my friends. Seeking and searching out God and putting our trust in him, knowing that there's so much greater for us in this world. That if we're quiet and patient, which is so very hard, but open our ears to hear and our eyes to see then we will be richly blessed beyond our wildest imagination. Amen.